Hello and welcome to the Merck Manual's Medical Myths Podcast, where we set the record straight on today's most talked about medical topics and questions. I'm your host, Joe McIntyre, and on this episode, we welcome Dr. Rika O'Malley. Dr. O'Malley is an emergency medicine physician at Einstein Medical Center in Philadelphia. And actually, in just a few months, she's moving to Grand Strand Hospital in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Dr. O'Malley, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, as an emergency room doctor, we could probably talk to you, Dr. O'Malley, about a whole host of topics. But today, we're going to talk to you about something that affects many of us, uh, hopefully over the age of 21, uh, mostly through our own fault, of course, and that's alcohol hangovers. There are probably more myths surrounding alcohol hangovers and cures than any other ailment out there. I certainly have dealt with my fair share of hangovers, as I'm sure many of our listeners have as well. Uh, But Dr. O'Malley, you have a pretty interesting experience or quite frankly, lack thereof uh, with hangovers. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I would love to say that I have plenty of personal experience. However, I actually never had hangover in my life. (laughs) And I do drink, but somehow maybe I don't drink enough or something to do with (laughs) my genetics. I never get hangover. I'm going to say you're just very, very lucky uh, that you don't have to deal with all the side effects that the rest of us has had to deal with. But obviously, as an emergency room doctor, I'm sure you've dealt with your fair share of patients who have come in with uh, either some form of alcohol poisoning or some effects of hangovers uh, that you've seen over the years. Yes, and I see the patient with um, alcohol poisoning or intoxication pretty much every day. The interesting thing is, actually, unless the patient is not really telling me, I don't get that many patients with hangover. Well, once in a while, I see uh, young people coming in telling me, yeah, I have a big party. I usually drink not much, but I did. And I think that's symptoms of, um, you know, hangover, headache, aches, feeling sick in general, vomiting, little belly cramps. I've been practicing medicine over 10 years, but I don't think I, I gave the diagnosis of a hangover that many times. So I guess, can you start off by telling us what exactly hangovers are and why do people get these feelings after uh, a night of drinking alcohol? So symptoms of hangovers are like headache, dizziness, sleepiness. At the same time, you can't sleep, although you're very tired and want to sleep, or like abdominal cramping, nausea, vomiting, or some people actually get the diarrhea with that too. And it is related to alcohol, but not just alcohol itself. That is why a hangover doesn't start while you are actually drinking and having fun or right after you finish drinking. The symptoms start several hours later and uh, they are due to the several causes. The dominant player of the hangover is acetaldehyde, which is a metabolite of alcohol. The alcohol undergoes two steps of a metabolic process in your body. After your body absorbs alcohol from the stomach, alcohol is changed into another chemical called acetaldehyde in your liver. Then, acetaldehyde is changed into another chemical called acetate. Usually, the change from acetaldehyde to acetate happens very quickly, so 
you have only a very small amount of acetaldehyde in your bloodstream. That's why you don't get sick when you consume a very small amount of alcohol. But when you drink more, your liver needs to work harder and you make more acetaldehyde in your body. Symptoms like sweating, flashing, nausea, vomiting are due to this um, aldehyde. Now, I'm sure we've all seen this myth that as we get older, our hangovers get worse. Uh, I can probably attest to that uh, quite a little bit. Uh, is there any science or medical evidence behind the fact that as you age, your body is less able to break down alcohol and leads to worse hangovers? Actually, that it seems to be worse when you're younger. So there's one study comparing the hangover symptoms between young drinkers and the older drinkers. The conclusion of the study was the younger drinkers experienced more severe hangover compared to the more aged drinkers. And of course, the study showed the more uh, they consumed and the more severe the hangover was. So maybe, you know, the, when you are older, you um, learn, you, know, you learn, you get wiser, so you drink less. Now, how about when it comes to different sexes? Are women more susceptible to hangovers than men are or vice versa? Is there any difference there? Um, so the women, you know, weigh less than men in general. And so women have smaller size of liver and smaller amount of an alcohol dehydrogenase, an enzyme that breaks down alcohol into uh, this metabolite, the acetaldehyde. So these are the reasons why women are thought to be more vulnerable uh, to hangover. But um, you will find recent studies um, do not show any statistical differences. So it seems that many hangover studies were done using a number of alcohol beverages rather than using the actual dosage of consumed alcohol. When alcohol dosage is used and other parameters are controlled, the study failed to show the difference in the severity of hangover symptoms. Interesting. Now, there is a saying that almost all of us, I'm sure, know at this point, whether we heard it going into college, afterwards, or even before, uh, this idea that beer before liquor, never sicker, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Is that long-time phrase actually true, or does it really not matter in which order you consume your different types of alcohol drinks uh, when it comes to hangovers? Uh, well, it is not true. So some studies try to prove what you drink first and at the end makes a big difference in the hangover. But sorry, neither in the type nor order of alcohol beverages affect how sick you get from the hangover. <laughs> Good to know. Now, I'm going to go back to something you mentioned at the very beginning, these other additives that people add to drinks, whether it's lime juice for a margarita or uh, a ton of sugar for some other drinks. Do high sugar cocktails lead to stronger hangovers? Does sugar have any effect on someone's hangover or lack thereof? Well, you, know, you have to be careful about the sweet, sugary alcohol beverages. The sweet drinks are definitely easier to consume, so you tend to drink more amounts more quickly. And of course, you're ingesting more alcohol in that case. Consuming a large amount of sugar can elevate your insulin level. So insulin is a hormone to decrease your blood sugar level. After you drink lots of alcohol and sugar, and the effect of alcohol intoxication begins to fade, now the hangover kicks in your blood sugar level might become too low for you now. Low blood sugar can cause headaches, dizziness, sweating, nausea. The symptoms just like a hangover. So my answer is no. 
sweet drinks do not prevent hangover. Now, how about the difference between so-called top shelf alcohol and bottom shelf, if you will, alcohol? Is there any difference in whether you get a hangover more severely with bottom shelf alcohol versus the super expensive high price stuff? So, like I said earlier, um, one of the reasons why people get hangover is uh, this congeners and additives uh, to alcohol to add the taste and smell and look. So, something like a gin and vodka, which is like more clear alcohol, may cause fewer hangover symptoms. And something like a whiskey red wine that seems to cause the worst hangover. However, interesting thing is you can still get hangover even when you just drink 100% pure alcohol. So then again, it, the answer is going to be it depends on how much you drink. It probably matters more than what actually you drink. Let's talk about prevention a little bit. You mentioned this theory that we've all heard that you should consume some food while you're drinking, um, one, because it'll keep you in line a little bit and maybe prevent you from getting a little too tipsy, um, but also when it comes to preventing hangovers. How about consuming a meal before drinking? Does it actually soak up alcohol? You know, what is the actual effect of eating while you're drinking or eating before you're drinking? Well, the eating high-fat containing food may may prevent alcohol absorption, but you need to eat before you drink, not after you drink. After you know, you're drinking alcohol, it doesn't help. So there is a neuropeptide called galanine in your brain. This chemical is found in uh, your brain and the digestive system, and also other mammals like you know dogs and cats too, and also rats. And so the galanine is shown to be related to how much rats, not you, uh, eat fat-rich food. And some studies shows increased secretion of galanine when alcohol is injected into the bloodstream. So maybe when you drink, you may get the craving for the greasy food. Now, along that same vein, we've all heard, and you just said it a few minutes ago, that you get severely dehydrated uh, when you consume significant amounts of alcohol. What effect does water consumption and other liquid consumption have on hangovers? It depends on how much you will get dehydrated. Like I said earlier, you know, when you are drinking alcohol, you're probably not going to ask for a nice cold glass of water or iced tea, you know, between the glasses of beer and some other liquors. So that by drinking is water, you know, it's between the alcohol drinks. Yes, that will cut down the amount of alcohol you're going to drink. So that will help hangover because you're basically decreasing the overall consumption of the alcohol. And also, you know, putting a little bit time between uh, the alcohol consumption. Your body needs time to, uh, to metabolize alcohol. And just simply, you know, drinking the water between the each glass of alcohol, it will give your body time. So all those tips that I got from my parents about the need to drink water when I'm drinking alcohol, uh, actually were true. They weren't making that stuff up. I think so. Yeah, you're <laughs> <such a> <laughs> Whether you're a parent or a seasoned professional, a medical student or a caregiver, the Merck Manuals has the right medical information in the best format. And it's always free, easy to access, and readily available for you. All right, now let's get to 
what happens the day after. We've already made the mistake of drinking too much alcohol. Is throwing up, uh, vomiting the day after, does that rid your body of alcohol or does it rid your body of the hangover? What effect does vomiting have uh, on your ability to clear your body of alcohol or clear your body of a hangover? Well, unfortunately, when you put the alcohol in your stomach, it absorbs pretty quickly. So by the time you know you wake up next morning, it's all absorbed in your system. And by next morning, it's all metabolized. <laughs> so it really doesn't help to get rid of alcohol from your body or all the you know, metabolites that will actually make you feel sick. And the throwing up, that's going to bring the, all the stomach acid to your esophagus and your throat. That's going to cause burning and uh, discomfort. So honestly, I don't think that's going to help the overall symptoms of hangover. Now, I'm sure a handful of us, myself included, uh, will go out for another drinking and then wake up the next morning and either go to brunch or try out the theory of hair of the dog. The fact that if you have some alcohol the next morning, uh, it'll clear your body of all of your pains and all of your issues right away. Uh, is there any scientific evidence behind the hair of the dog theory that you should have a Bloody Mary or a mimosa the day after to help with your hangover? So this hair of the dog method came from two theories. Uh, one is because of the methanol, which is one of the congeners in alcohol. The methanol is a toxic alcohol. It looks like and smells like consumable alcohol, but methanol is not intended to drink. When you drink more than certain amounts of methanol, it can damage your vision, so please do not. A tiny amount of methanol seems to be contained in some alcohol beverages as congeners. So methanol and alcohol, um, alcohol is chemically called ethanol. Uh, they both actually share the same enzyme, alcohol dehydrogenase, for their metabolism. By competing against each other for the same enzyme, um, the adding consumable alcohol may prevent the toxic effect from the met uh, metabolites of a methanol. So other theory is the dark hair drinking uh, could be potentially alleviating mild alcohol withdrawal symptoms. So the alcohol withdrawal is typically seen in people who often consume a large amount of alcohol. If you regularly drink, your body gets used to having alcohol all the time and alcohol has a sedative effect. So when you stop drinking alcohol abruptly, your brain does not have a chemical that was calming your brain down anymore. And now you feel anxious, nauseous, you become shaky and sweaty. And sometimes you develop hallucinations and seizures. So you do not have the severe symptoms like hallucinations or seizures from the hangover. Still, you get the mild symptoms of alcohol withdrawal and um, that sounds almost like, you know, hungover. So either way, the name Hair of the Dog, uh, this came from the old-time remedy from rabies dog by treatment. They were putting hair of the rabid dog that bit you uh, into the bite wound. So when the, uh, that was the treatment for the rabies, uh, dog hair drinking may be the cure for the hangover, but not anymore. So there's also the concern that uh, the adding more alcohol to help hangover symptoms uh, may actually promote the bad drinking habit. So I do not recommend dog hair. Now, how about when you wake up 
the next morning? Is it better to stay in bed, sleep off a hangover, or is it more beneficial to get out of bed, get moving, potentially get some exercise, go for a walk, do some uh, light calisthenics? Does it really matter whether you stay in bed or you get some exercise after a night of drinking? How energetic did you feel when you had the hangover? <laughs> Not very, I'll say. <laughs> so, you know, if you feel well enough, then go ahead and do, you know, what you need to do. But, you know, definitely the hangover, you know, you don't feel well, so it will decrease your productivity. So, you know, if you um, feel well enough to wake up and get up and do something, and uh, I think that would probably be a good thing rather than staying in bed all day. But, you know, yeah, I think it depends on how, on how well you feel. And, you know, the, in general, and even when you're not having hangover, you know, that um, reasonable amount of the exercises make you feel good. So, you know, if you feel well enough, go ahead, you know, get up and then move around. Sometimes it just seems impossible, though. So I'll take your advice that it's not fully necessary. Now, I'm sure this next question is uh, something you've dealt with in the hospital. So uh, I'm sure we've all seen these IV hangover treatments, whether it's near a club or people toting these IV treatments to cure hangovers the next day. Obviously, as an emergency room doctor, you've dealt with your fair share of IV treatments, what effect does an IV have on someone's uh, hangover or essentially their alcohol consumption? Is it, does it cure it or you know what effect does it have? I wish I could say, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, the IV treatment will cure hangover, but the truth is there's no cure for the hangover. <laughs> there's no medications, you know, there's no treatment to cure hangover. The only cure for the hangover is actually time. You just die and wait and it get better. But of course, you know, some people get really sick. You know, some people can't stop vomiting. And then, you know, they get severely dehydrated and lose all these uh, electrolytes, like, you know, salts and potassium uh, from their body. And that will make them sick. And in that case, yes, those people uh, will need an IV fluid and maybe medication to you know, stop vomiting. Otherwise, you know, I don't think, you know, unless you're severely dehydrated or you become hypoglycemic, means your sugar level goes down significantly. And I do not think, you know, it's going to IV treatment with particularly a big help. All right. So, Dr. O'Malley, you mentioned in the very beginning the difference between women's bodies and men's bodies when it comes to alcohol tolerance. What about two people who have similar body types, are the same sex, uh, but one says they're more tolerant to alcohol, have a higher tolerance. Is there any evidence to people having a higher tolerance of alcohol based on genetics? Um, yes, and there are two factors controlling alcohol tolerance, genetic factors and environmental factors. Uh, the, for example, uh, the one in three people of East Asian descendants actually missing an enzyme called aldehyde dehydrogenase 2. Um, so do you remember that alcohol is metabolized into acetaldehyde, a bad actor on the hangover? So acetaldehyde is changed in acetate by this enzyme, aldehyde dehydrogenase. If you do not have much aldehyde dehydrogenase, it will quickly build up acetaldehyde in your body. And of course, you're going to get the hangover. And the more acetaldehyde, you're going to get the worse hangover. So these people quickly learn that they cannot drink because they get sick with small amount of alcohol. 
So that's what we called, you know, generally called the tolerance. So, Dr. O'Malley, before we wrap up, I'm sure there are people who have gone to countless websites looking for information on hangover remedies, hangover cures, how to mitigate the effects of, of alcohol. What resources would you recommend for someone who's looking for information about how to mitigate the effects of alcohol or how to handle your hangover? So, first of all, well, listen to your parents when you're young. Don't drink too much. And that's what they're going to say. And, uh, and of course, uh, the Mark Manual has lots of good information about uh, alcohol intoxication and also, you know, how uh, to deal and prevent the hangover. Well, Dr. O'Malley, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, this has been a super interesting conversation and one that's going to be relevant for a lot of people out there, perhaps not you as someone who doesn't deal with hangovers, but someone like me who does deal with hangovers uh, more than I'd like to admit. So thank you for sharing this information, uh, these resources for mitigating hangovers and curing them. As we say at the Merck Manuals, Medical knowledge is power. Pass it on. Thanks so much. Thank you.